This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. I'm Doug Wilson, and I've been in technology delivery for more than 35 years. I think that, that my realization was I actually personally shifted from a, being a very command and control, I'm an ex, ex-submariner, a command and control leader, to one that spent more time empowering and marketing my team versus managing them. Hi, I'm Matt Smith. I am a, an executive digital transformation, um, an enterprise architecture expert, and I focus on driving IT and product development organizations that are highly focused on continuous development and delivery. This is the first episode of a series, Once Upon a Time, the story of a large digital satellite and entertainment provider's transformation. Hey, uh, Doug, describe the company and the starting state of the organization. Like, were there any disruptions headed its way? Were there signs that, it, that this thing was going to happen? Absolutely. And in fact, I joined the company in early 2014 because they had some challenges delivering in the, in the digital space. When I say in the digital space, we're talking about online sales, online care, and also video streaming. If, if anybody can think back to you know 2010 timeframe, the video distribution market was shifting from your standard cable distribution and satellite distribution that uh, move towards streaming was driving a market that had been convergent for years and years to a market that was very emerging and emergent. And that was part of the reason I was brought in is, is the organization was having challenges being able to deliver, not only deliver in a, in a reasonable time frame, but also to deliver a pr- the right product and deliver a product of some level of quality. That was a start. I came in in 2014. And my first task was to figure out the organization and restructure it in a way that would allow us to deliver the right value at the right time and and at at a reasonable level of quality. What was your position? I was the senior director of dot-com product development. Okay. And how did you get this job? Was it like they hired you for this specific purpose or... They did. I was uh, in the in the Netherlands leading software development for the largest cable operator in the world. So I had all software development, and we had our kids as we're starting to get married. And my wife wanted to come back to the United States, and so I started looking for a role within a U.S.-based company. Although this was Southern California based, I was actually at a home in Northern California, so I never permanently moved there. I commuted to and from Northern California, working in Southern California. You can edit this part, Lance, but I just can't resist. When he says his kids were getting ready to get married, not to each other. I just want to make that shit. <laughs> you don't need to edit this out. Uh, you know, uh, we, should, we need to make from, this clear, you know. <laughs> Matt spent way too much time in Alaska. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> so, just, just, just so everybody understands, Matt and I have been working together on and off in our careers for 15, 17 years. So there's, there's uh, certainly a level of respect and love between the two of us. All right. So, you know, uh, this is pre-Matt Smith, I'm t- I, I assume, uh, at the start. It was. It was pre-Matt Smith. And, you know, one of the first things I found when I went 
in and, and you know, I spent some time just listening. Obviously, um, seek to understand and then seek to be understood. It's kind of been my operating model to understand the challenges they were they were, they were dealing with. And the organization was broken in many ways. And when you think about broken, they had a partner that wasn't a partner, and they had uh, delivery leaders that didn't view their partners as part of their own ecosystem that they should be leading and managing, but viewed them as a as an organization they could blame for the problems that they were having. So one of the first things I did was restructure the partnership and establish uh, an aspect of extreme ownership. So in each one of these key product suites, I needed to have an owner within my organization. My first meeting with the team, I asked them who owned a specific product that was the keystone product of of the organization and that had failed the year before. And when I say failed, we had 3 million people trying to log in for two weeks and they couldn't. And it's 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 a product. It's a sports-based product. And so my first question was, who owned it? And you could have heard a pin drop in that meeting. So we eliminated a little bit of the finger pointing by making it clear that I own it. And my customer doesn't care whether it's me or a partner and that we had one goal and that's to deliver value to our clients. And I, although I want them to look for me, look at me to be responsible for delivery, I'm looking at you to own your area and own your specific product suite. And from that point on, we didn't allow any finger pointing. Okay. And I'm going to color something in right here. When Doug says that when he asked who owned it, yeah, you could hear a pin drop. When he asked whose fault was it, the place erupted. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that Doug talks about being a, a, a partner and I think it's, it's it's one way to put it. I, from my perspective, what I saw happen there was it went from you know IT as being a, from a cost center to a partnership, and then ultimately it did elevate or evolve on uh, an adaption, if you will, into an actual business driver, and that was that was where the magic was. And I don't think anyone could have predicted that was going to happen. But when Doug laid the groundwork and he put it in, he began to put people in those positions. You know, maybe he had the foresight at that point. He did awesome, brilliant. But I don't think anyone would have predicted that by placing, they say, like proxy product owners and people in there, that these people would have begun to actually drive the business as opposed to just try to deliver software. You're right, and I think you made me think a little bit about the nature of the problem. In each one of these areas, we had things within the organization divided amongst different product suites, online sales, marketing, which covered a lot of aspects of marketing, online care, and video streaming. Each one of those areas had multiple internal customers. And the challenge was we had a, a fixed capacity that they didn't understand because they weren't really part of the ecosystem. Um, and they had everybody wearing their own siloed hats. And, and as a part of the transformation, we're able to get the leaders to take off those siloed hats and put on an enterprise hat and speak in, in, in what I, I viewed uh, uh, the, the language of so what. So if you do this, so what? Who cares? And, and we were able to instill that language amongst all the teams is don't talk to me in terms of solutions. Talk to me in terms of value delivery. What are you doing? Well, I'm building this part of an application. I said, no, no, no. What are you doing? I'm driving in, in, in improved uh, um, conversion rate on our sales pipeline. So we're actually really, really effective in, in driving the right behavior. And we started driving this, this behavior. We also were, were fortunate enough to be moving into a brand new remodeled floor of our headquarter building. So when we did this, we negotiated that the business uh, participants actually move onto the floor with the delivery ecosystem. So when you walked around that floor of that building and, and Matt did a really good job of setting that, organ that building up because he was driving that and also setting up the, the visualization that we needed in each one of the areas. You couldn't tell who was business or IT. 
It was it was one team. You couldn't tell who was a partner resource versus who was an employee. And and, and frankly, I didn't care. Ace is an agile consultant who shares space with a coffee shop in order to save on the rent. Meet this hard-boiled agile consultant and follow his adventures on helping his clients become agile no matter the circumstance. Scrum Noir, the project management comic book that teaches you agile, is available on Amazon. Just search for Scrum Noir. N-O-I-R. Check out the show notes. In there, you will find a link to the article from CIO Magazine that mentions Doug and Matt Smith. What are show notes? Show notes are right there in your podcast player, if that's what you use. If you downloaded this from a website, though, you have to go back to that website where you got the MP3, and in that website, you will see show notes there. And there will be links there related to this content for your easy access. Next episode, more Matt and Doug. You know, it's funny, Lance, that the, the numbers are they're staggering they're awesome really cool but there was a challenge behind that it's one of the key things that behind this entire you know now that we're calling a a transformation in this area was the cio team laid down a uh very tough and what we had thought at the time was an unattainable goal and it was to get 50 percent faster 50 percent cheaper in five years and doug the results were staggering again not predictable didn't see this one coming but i think doug's probably got this number tattooed on his mind i think i hope he does what were the results do you recall find out next episode